Hello, good afternoon or morning, whenever y'all decide to listen to this joint. Welcome to Forever Slow Stroke In, the podcast. You know me, Eon. I'm in here slow stroke in like usual, about to get into some more financial things. Today, I really wanted to give y'all something great in episode two, which is what can I invest in? There are six things that we will go over. And also, I'll go over a little gem for you all at the end in reference to the stock market, of course, because we're here, we're investing, we're trading, we're doing our thing, and we're trying to make money, we're trying to make ends, not ends meet, but we're trying to make ends cross twice, you feel me? So so forget all that making ends meet, we're trying to make ends wrap around, you know what I'm saying? So, so let's get into it. All right, so the first thing is... I scooped together some things to help everybody with understanding, you know, investments. And so far, I found six things that I found were to be valuable. And there are six things that we can invest in. So thing number one is gold. Gold is a really big industry. And in our market now that we have where it's like things either drop very drastically or they go up pretty crazy. And it's very, I would say, consistently wild i would say gold is a great thing to invest in why gold because gold it goes pretty much opposite with the economy so if the economy starts to do very bad and like we have where the feds are pumping the market and the price of the dollar is no longer you know as valuable then gold really goes up and when gold goes up you can like make great profits and that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to make sure that people are making money people are are investing in the right things so gold number one number two of course the stock market so when you start to invest in your trading and your you know your portfolio is getting up there you start to feel good. Having a portfolio is almost like having another bank account. So when you start to invest and you start to notice, okay, well, I can make this investment in the stock market and possibly get a return of this or that. But also in the stock market, you can lose very easily. You can lose money as quick as you make it. For me, I look at the stock market as legalized gambling. So there has been many cases where back in the day companies were first starting. Like, you know, back in the day, Amazon, when Amazon was starting or when Tesla was starting, things like that, some people like saw, oh, this is a good investing opportunity. But others just was like, oh, well, we don't really know. You know, things like this happen every day, but not every day you're going you're gonna to catch that, oh, the next Amazon, the next Tesla, the next uh, PayPal or whatever, the next visa, sometimes sometimes those things just come once in a blue moon, but there are plenty of companies out here, which I will be going over with you throughout the whole course of this uh, financial podcast, like every episode, every season about something to do with, you know, investing in the stock market, what to look at, what to kind of ignore, things like that. I'm going to try to give you my best perspective. I'm going to let you know now, I am not a financial advisor, so do not take anything that I say and say, well, Eon told me to do it, so this is why I did it, and this is why I lost this, or this is why I made this. If you make money, I'm happy for you. If you lose money, you can always get it back if you uh, strategize properly. So, number three, mutual fund. A mutual fund is pretty much like hmm, you're investing in and something that you're not controlling. So someone is basically investing your money for you. And there are many downsides to that. Because if somebody's investing your money for you, 
you have no idea either where it's going or or what could possibly happen with that company. Typically, when we trade our stocks in the stock market, we have an idea of, okay, this stock, I, I did my research and I feel like it could do this, this, and this. Or if not, it'll do this, this, or this, but I'll know to get out of it before it goes to this. When you have a mutual fund, it's like, all right, well, you have you have your money, you know, just put in a pool, and it's just getting distributed into these different sectors or uh, or hmm, shares and things like that. It's just getting distributed, and once it gets distributed, you can easily lose it. And it's rare to see a positive return on a mutual fund. So it kind of made me think, well, is a 401k worth investing into at this point in time? Because right now, it's good. If I would have just started my 401k now, that would have been great. It would be great to start a 401k right now. But for me already having my 401k from last year or two years ago, it's actually pretty bad. Because right now, my, my 401k is negative because of the money that I invest in that that was, you know, spread out wherever it was, investing into other companies and things, those that money that was taken out of my check and that the company gave me to match, you know, a certain percentage, that money is now, like, pretty much not doing as great as it should have been doing or that it was doing at the time. So when the economy falls, then your 401k portfolio kind of falls with it because we're investing in all these things and and at the end of the day you still got to pay somebody to do it so that's it's pretty crazy and it's easy to lose your money um, not that you notice but i mean you seeing that money come out your check every time you get paid it kind of sucks along with taxes so you're paying taxes and your 401k is getting taken out so you're probably losing a hit i know me i lose a hit maybe like uh around a thousand dollars or mm, uh, close to if not 500 maybe $1,000, you know. So it still kind of sucks, but at the end of the day, it could be worth it. But that's definitely something that I want to look into more. And that's definitely something that uh, I feel like we should all look into together. I know Jermaine, um, who who I was doing hustle class with, Jermaine, he does very well with the 401k stuff. So I think maybe pretty soon we could actually tie in with him to figure out, you know, what's something that we could pay attention to for the 401k, along with our own research. But that would be definitely something good. Um, Number four, bonds. So there's a low rate of return for bonds. And that's what kind of makes bonds scary to invest in. So people are like, oh, bonds are safe. Bonds are good. You'll always, you know what I'm saying, at least get your money back. If not, get, you know, see a profit. But that's not the case because when there's a uh, about a 3%, you know, rate of return, what do you do when inflation hits and that money that you're invested, that you invest in, is still at the value that you're that you invest in and not the new value, not the new market value. So what I mean is if I put $500 in in December, last December 2019, if I would have put $500 in and then I was like, okay, well, let me take out my $500 in, uh, what would I say, in May. After they, after they pumped the market so much, they handed out a stimulus check, they were printing money and giving out money, giving out loans and things like that. That $500 is no longer $500. That $500 might be like $470, $490, but... It's not five hundred dollars anymore. It could be it could be four four ninety eight. 
75 but that's still not the same $500 that I invested into that bond. So if if the economy, you know, starts to do good, then it's like, eh, well, will the bond price go up? Will the bond price go down? But whenever there's extra money, you know, being poured into the economy that's just being printed, that kind of depreciates the value of the dollar, then it kind of, then your bond probably will, you know, suffer from that. Even though the economy is looking good, but the bonds, you you might lose a lot of money off that. So it's kind of something that you could lose money off of as well. All right, so number five, real estate. It's a high return if you could do things properly. If you know what you're doing, just like if you know what you're doing with stocks. Mind you, I'm, I'm giving a lot of references to the stock market because that's pretty much one of the main focuses for uh, Forever Slow Stroke in the podcast. You know me. I'm going to definitely talk about that joint. So with real estate, seeing that I just bought a house myself, so I'm kind of paying more attention to, to the real estate things. You have to make sure that you are buying the right property and you are making the proper upgrades or making the proper renovations if you buy an older property. But if you buy a new property, you want to make sure that you're keeping, keeping it up, you know what I'm saying, keeping it up to date, keeping it current, I should say, and, and make it look nice. If, you, if there's something small you could do without putting too much money into it, do that because at the end of the day, that might be something that gets somebody's interest. That might be something that, oh, wow, that's what I really wanted in a house, but it's better because I don't have to take the time or the money to do it myself. Even though it only costs you like $500, to them it might be worth having for extra $2,000 or extra $5,000. So compared to the other house that they were looking at. So it's like it's things like that that we should really be paying attention to in the real estate. And you also want to sell to the right party. A lot of people in real estate, they typically buy a house with the intention to sell the house. So what they'll do is they'll either buy a whole lot. And when I say lot, I'm not talking about number, but I'm saying lot as in like a space. So you'll buy a, a lot of houses. And when you buy those houses, you have no intention of fixing them up, but you're holding them because the gentrification may occur and the city or the state may want to buy those properties from you. And now you can kind of reason with them like, look, I'm willing to sell it for this much. And, and if you say no, they can't force you to sell it. They cannot force you to sell that joint. But if if they pay you right, you can sell it. And, and that's when your profit comes in. Or somebody might want to build a Walmart right there. So you, you kind of make sure you want to buy in, like, hot zones, hot areas, better better areas or areas that uh, people are talking about building up. So definitely look into that. And you when I talk about selling to the right party, you, you probably want to make sure, okay, if I, if I buy a house in New York, it's probably more likely for somebody to want to live, you know, Long Island then they would probably want to live in upstate New York, like Buffalo, because there's nothing really going on. But in Long Island, you can you can kind of maneuver. You're still like city life, but the suburb is nice. There are people there. There are things to do. But upstate, it's like it's dry. Not dry, but it's it's pretty like boring. Could be like I know some people that were raised in Buffalo, and they were just like, Nah, it's not the move, son. Don't do it. I said I said oh I would never go there. It's mad cold, but. But yeah, there's things like that that you want to think about. And also, you want to, if you're selling to somebody older, you know, you could have a place in Buffalo. 
because most people that are like older and they just want to raise their their like kids or whatever, then they'll probably look into that. So definitely, you know, think when you, when you're getting into real estate, but also understand that you could have a huge loss in real estate if you're if you're not paying attention to the things that I mentioned, you know, within the last few minutes of me talking, and also with that huge loss, the the risk could be high. But sometimes the risk could be low. Like if you if you know what you're doing, if you have the right partners, or even if you didn't have to put too much in, you know what I'm saying. So, so that's also something to to look into. And finally, step number, well not step, but thing number six to invest in is yourself. Take time to make sure that you're happy with who you are. Take time to make sure that you have your finances together. So that you can make another investment. Take the time out for you. It's okay to, you know, cleanse your body. It's okay to exercise. It's okay to to just say no sometimes. So sometimes for us to to be in a position to really gain, we have we have to let some things go. Cause you I know I know me. And and you probably know me. I'm gonna say that I'm be saying that joint the whole time we are talking i'm always gonna say you know me in at least every episode but you know me i will not want to make 10 trips from the car to the house carrying groceries i'm gonna rack up as many bags as i can on both hands and i'm gonna make it happen but sometimes in order to get back to the car once you go in the house to get more bags you have to let those bags go because Cause where are you gonna put more bags? It makes it makes no sense to walk from the car, two handful of bags, and then walk to the house just to walk back to the car with the same bags. Cause you can't get no more. All you're doing is tiring yourself out. So take that time out to really make sure that you are comfortable with you know who you are. You're comfortable with the money that you're making. You're comfortable with how you're spending your money. You are aware how you're spending your money. You're aware of where your money's going. You are aware of you know your education. Sometimes you want to invest in yourself, broaden and strengthen your education. So that's cool too. Like me, do I really have to get my master's? Probably not. Cause I mean, um, I don't have it all figured out. But son, I got God on my side, and I'm very strategic in what I'm doing right now. So. Definitely, it's something that I want to do to invest in myself. And that's something that you could do as well. I had to get my bachelor's so that I can become an engineer. I mean, back in the day, you could be an engineer without, you know, going to school maybe. But but it's just times are different now. You kind of got to roll with the punches nowadays. If you can't adapt, you, you can never grow. So that's something as well. So invest in yourself. Whatever it is that you need to do to invest in yourself, please do that joint. Um, now, now that we're valid with the six things that we can invest in, let's move into the gym that I was talking to you guys about just to give you some preparation for this week in the in the stock market. So I was, you know, in my Discord group and somebody posted that there's going to be a Fed pump on Tuesday. I don't know why Fed pumps are always on Tuesday, but typically those joints are always on Tuesday. So this week... I would recommend if you if you could catch this joint today or on Monday, I would recommend buying contracts. I would buy some contracts, nothing crazy, things that I trust in. Like I mentioned in episode one, there are companies that 
that I have been looking at for months and that I really am strategic on. So I might consider buying contracts in those companies so that I can, you know, sell on Tuesday. A swing trade, not a day trade, but a swing trade. So I'm thinking about doing a swing for for Tuesday or Wednesday because if the Fed's pumping, it's gonna it's gonna pump very well because the economy. I mean, the stock market was doing very bad. It was it was down pretty bad uh, for like two three weeks. So that's something that you know you might wanna look into. So and there are good and bad uh, things about a Fed pump. So the good thing about a Fed pump is uh, you can expect to sell. You can sell and you can make money. But the bad thing about a Fed pump is that it's artificial. It's like it's like having, you know, artificial sweeteners or whatever. It's 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 just not good for the stock market because it's false. It's it's a it's a false it's a false income. And it, and it it looks good, but it's actually very bad. You know, it's like it's like fix a flat. I mean, yeah, it could probably get you home, but you you shouldn't be driving on that joint every day. You shouldn't be driving on that joint for the next six months. Like, yeah, nah, that's not good. But but be smart with these Fed pumps, cause Fed pumps, you know, eventually they might just be like, well, we're not gonna pump, and, and you. And you could do what I do and lost, lose thousands of dollars. So I'm trying to get you all to avoid that. Don't want to lose money. You want to make money. You want to stay on top. So pick a price, not a price, but pick a percentage that you would like to, you know, gain this week. And, and stick to it. Don't try to outdo yourself, you know. If you feel like it's safe to kind of under underdo that, that percentage that you kind of had planned, then that's okay because as long as any profit is profit. Profit is money that you didn't have before. So focus on that. Don't focus on, oh, well, I got to make $1,000. No, son, you don't. You can make $100 and feel very good about your week compared to somebody who lost $300. So keep that in mind. But thank you all for listening. This is episode two. Catch me on Instagram at It's Eon. And I hope you all enjoy Forever Slow Stroking the podcast. Hit me up in my email if you have questions, suggestions, along with Instagram. My email is eonbryant at gmail.com. I will keep that joint in the, you know, description like always. And, hey, keep doing your thing. Forever Slow Stroking. You know me.